Here's a theme song, you know it's not a mean song It's a good song, just as it should song American Brews and Tunes Talking without speaking People hearing without listening People writing songs That voices never share what? And no one what? dared whoa, 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 whoa. Apparently there's a microphone back again this week Wow This microphone just keeps showing up every time that we just happen to be playing a song that's so strange. What an odd coincidence. Well, since this microphone's here... Welcome to another episode of American Brews and Tunes. I'm Stephen Johnston. And I am Jesse Titus. For those of you who have never heard our podcast, our podcast is about two of the best things in one place. Beer and music. Yes. Each week, Jesse recommends an album for me to listen to, and I do the same for him. He typically recommends some like indie or folk album where I t- typically go... Punk rock, we'll punk say punk rock. rock. And so we come together every week, or every other week, I suppose, mm-hmm. and talk about those albums while trying a beer that we've never had. Yeah, it's a great, is that a, it's a great time. Is, would you say that that's a recipe for success? I would say that is a recipe for not only success, but for greatness as well. I like the way you think. Well, <clears throat> as, I mean, I know that all of you listen to our podcast all the time, so you already know the <laughs> albums we've listened to. True. But for our own enjoyment, let's just go over those again. What did you listen to this past two weeks, Jesse? Well, um, you recommended me an album by the artist Propagandy. Oh. The album is called Supporting Cast, and the spelling of cast is C-A-S-T-E, so not just C-A-S-T. So supporting cast as in like a cast system. What did you rec- I mean, what did I recommend you? You recommended the album Vice Versus by the band Switchfoot. <laughs> I'm already taking a look at your rating system for this week. Yeah, uh, I rate. <laughs> uh, we'll get into that later. It's we'll hilarious. leave that for later. <laughs> but uh, if you have listened before, you know that Steve uh, has interesting ways of rating the album slash the songs. Yeah. So and uh, I try to keep it fresh. But speaking of fresh, what kind of beers do we have this week? This week, I'm drinking a beer by the brewery Oscar Blues, um, and it is their 1050. It, the 1050? I thought you've already had that stout. I have, but this one is different. It is the 1050 Imperial Stout, aged in bourbon barrels. So what's what's the regular 1050, then? The regular 1050 is just an Imperial Stout. Right, but this so. one, this one is much different though because it's aged in bourbon barrels. Okay, makes so sense. So in general, like aging a beer gives it a very, well, I mean, vastly kind of different flavor. A vastly profile. different flavor, yeah. Because yeah, bourbon's got that that uh, the woody, oaky, <clears throat> vanilla-y, very sweet, sweet flavor. Flavor, yeah. And so it works perfectly for I don't know, old ales, barley wines, and especially yeah. stouts. So in the past, the other uh, barrel-aged stouts that I've had. The barrel aging has really um, impacted the flavor like quite a bit. It so, intensifies it. It sweetens yeah. it. It's you can taste the bourbon. It also makes it more boozy. It does too. Uh, this like beer, this one, the the uh, the plain ten fifty when it's not barrel aged got its name because it's ten point five percent. Get it? Ten fifty. Yeah. Like how much is that beer? Ten fifty. <laughs> I asked for three fifty. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, but this beer is weighing in. 
at 12.9%. Holy cow. Why do they call it 12? Nada. 12 nada. <laughs> it, wouldn't, it wouldn't ring very true. But uh, I've had this beer already, and I think it's phenomenal. I think you're going to like it, but you'll have to wait and see. Awesome. As for me, I'm having a collaboration. It's between three breweries, one called Marble, one called Odell, and last, but certainly not least, Stone. Yes. I'm sure Stone kickstarted this project. I don't know. Uh, it's called the Mega Wheat Double IPA. Uh, and so they, they talk about all the different hops in it. Um, it's got four different kinds. Mathuka, Mosaic, Mandrina, and Bavaria hops, which is a lot of different hops. Yeah. But the interesting thing about this beer is it's heavily weeded, which means they use a lot of wheats in it, such as... When you think of wheat beers, you think of Blue Moon... Yeah, it's more... Um, shock it's, Top. Like, those are the big ones. Yeah, it's much less intense. Much less intense, a lot softer. And wheat and IPA don't typically go together. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how this goes. I'm really looking yeah. forward to it. We'll see. Um, I also didn't realize that it is uh, th- like a joint effort between three breweries. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what's... Um, it's kind of cool. I've never heard of Marble, but I've heard You've of heard Odell. of Odell? Yeah, and the stuff I've had from Odell is, is very good. Odell. Odell. So, All right. Um, so why don't we crack these? Yeah, without for, mine's in a bottle. Jesse's is in a massive can. Mine's in a very big can. It's not a uh, a twelve ounce can. It's not even a sixteen ounce can. What's the size of that can? One pint plus three point two fluid ounces. Okay, so what's that mean? It's like so it's almost like twenty almost ounces. Almost twenty ounces. That's so yeah. like nineteen. Okay. Crikey. Oh, oh, I spotted a beer. It's one point in three point two fluid ounces. Crikey. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh my. Well, let's say we crack these and pour them. Hold on. Gazunte. <coughs> oh, sorry about that. Yes, yeah, so right. let's crack these beers. Ooh. Mmm. Well, mine smells like a plain IPA. Mine smells like a bourbon barrel stout. Yes, it does. As I'm pouring mine, Whoa. Um, it's got a uh, pretty, pretty decent head. Uh, it's super light. I mean, it's pretty like coppery, like a light copper corn amber it's like color. An amber color, yeah. We'll go with amber. Remember uh, a couple weeks ago when you had uh, the what was it, the fudge double double fudge? Mm-hmm. This is like as black as that one was. Yeah. Like Jesse's you can, is as you black can, as night. Like on Jesse's glass, there is a record painted on it, like a black vinyl record. And with the beer inside, you can barely even tell that it's there because the beer is so dark. Yeah. And the head is a, like a really dark tan yeah. color, too. That's like a chocolate-colored head, almost. It's very yeah. dark. Well, like a milk-chocolate-colored head. Can we say head. we give this the uh, the old, the old key, mad, phrase? The key phrase? Yeah. Sounds good. Down the hatch. Huh. This beer is not at all what I expected. It's super light. It's much lighter than I anticipated. It's definitely got to be the wheat, because it, it does have a creaminess to it that you kind of get from wheat. Um, but the hop presence is not at all what I expected. It's very minimal, because I've had that one before. It's almost more, there's more of a <sighs> hop it, aftertaste than there is an initial taste. Yeah, and it's it, more of a sweetness than like a hoppiness. It's odd. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I've never had an IPA like this. I, I rather like it, but it's not what I was hoping for and not what right. I expected. And that's exactly what happened whenever I tried it. I, I like was it like, a lot. I was like, ooh, time for some hops. Ooh, but, the hop train has arrived. You got then, your tickets. Uh, oh, um, time out. Uh, that's one belch for Jesse. Um, as you guys know, we do have a burp tally on the podcast. 
In previous weeks, we've done a good job at keeping tally, but we've done a bad job of counting up the tally at the end. So this week, mm -hmm. we have a higher resolve to finish the tally by adding a prize. What's the prize this week? This prize this week is an old, rare, from last year, Hershey's Milk Chocolate Bar. Courtesy of me. Courtesy of the season of Halloween. No, well. courtesy of me because I bought it. But you bought it during Halloween. I bought it the day after Halloween. It was half there's off. There's a grave. <laughs> it was half off. There's a grave. There's a grave. Who does it say? It says Rick Amortis. Amortis. Oh, like like Rick Amortis. Rick Amortis. Oh, that's yeah. so stupid. Gotcha. Yeah, that's a dumb joke. Pretty bad. All right, so that's the prize for winning the belch tally this week. So yep. far, Jesse just belched twice, so he's pulled ahead of me two to nothing. Um, but back to the beers. I think I've. Uh, Kind of for the time being, I've summed it up. Unless the beer changes as it warms up, um, I'm going to stick with that. Like, okay, I'll, I'll tell you about the 1050 barrel age then. Like as far as uh, barrel aged stouts I've had, like this one's up there, mainly because the way, just how heavy it is, and how mm -hmm. like um, how full the body of the beer is. Agreed. Like you taste it, and it's just this rush of. Malty molassesy flavor, chocolate, burnt chocolate, wood, like, yeah, coffee. Like, and the nice thing about it is that some other uh, barrel aged stouts, sometimes like the the bourbon flavor or like the whatever uh, barrels they aged in, like a whiskey barrel or whatever else, like usually the you can like really taste that. But in this one, it's very very like it takes the back seat in this beer. Does that make sense? That makes sense. And from what I remember from this beer, it's super, super smooth for being such a huge beer. It's really smooth, yeah. And every time you get a huge style like that, you expect like this intense bitterness almost, kind of like hard to put back fast. And I'm not going to say that you're going to be able to drink this one fast, but this one is very smooth but from what I remember. I feel like Creamy I could, and smooth. Yeah, I feel like I could drink this faster than a different barrel-aged stout. Yeah, it's a treat. Yeah, it kind of is. It's like dessert we in, bought, in we, glass. You got that beer when? Uh, I Black got this Friday, beer right? Black Friday. Yeah. yeah, it's a hard to find beer. Actually, it's a very yeah, hard to find beer. Once a year. Yeah, and yeah. it's not easy to find. It was expensive. Do you do you remember how much that was? Like ten, ten pretty bucks, sure maybe. Like, I'm if, pretty sure if it was not like more. Ten bucks. Yeah. Yeah. But Craft Brew only had one left, so I was like, "Got to get it." Yeah. How uh, now? Would you get that again? Yeah, definitely. Hopefully, next Black Friday, I can pick one up. I would do the same thing at one of the best beer stores in Nashville, Craft Brewed. Craft Brewed. You heard it here, you heard it first. Craft Brewed. They're not our sponsors, but Steve, who is our sponsor tonight? Our sponsor is the local band Tree Shelf. Oh, wow. Them again. Check them out. Give them a like on Facebook. Listen to them on Spotify or iTunes. They're an awesome folk punk uh, acoustic rock band. They're great. Yeah, yeah. So thanks again to Tree Shelf for sponsoring us once again. All right, so I think we've talked about our beers... I would say a sufficient amount. So I think it's probably time to get into the albums. Okay. <laughs> so like I said before, I listened to the album Vice Versus by Switchfoot. Yes. And if I'm not mistaken, this is their eighth, ninth album. Yes. Ninth album. Yeah. Mm -mm. This is their eighth this album. Is their eighth <laughs> album. Yep. So I was Fading mistaken. West and then their tenth album was World He's correct. This is their eighth album. So Switchfoot, um, for lack of a better term, is Jesse's favorite band. I mean, what other what better term is there? They are your inspiration. <laughs> okay. Your immortal beloved. 
<laughs> I wouldn't go that far. That, well, that's why I said for lack of a better term. Okay. Because I couldn't think of any that match. They're, they're, I'll say this. They're Steven one... is the Blink-182 as Jesse is the Switchfoot, perhaps? Um, I think what you're looking for is Blink-182 is the Steven as Switchfoot is the Jesse. Whatever. Um, but, yeah, but uh, for lack of a better term, though, they are one of my favorite bands. Yes. Grew up listening to them just like Steve grew up listening to Blink-182. Unlike some of the other bands that Jesse had me listen to before in previous weeks, I do have a decent enough knowledge of Switchfoot. You're Yeah, you're slightly versed in them. Yeah. It takes me back to, I want to say, whenever the song Meant to Live came out. Yep. As soon as it came on the radio, I was taking guitar lessons from this guy. He taught me the riff. So I went out, bought the album, and then I liked them, and then they released an album after that called Nothing Is Sound. Yep. And there was some weird things. Yeah, there was it. a very strange thing. The record like, label did this thing where you couldn't put the CD on your computer. Yeah, like Because I was using I was using an iPod. I put all my music on yeah. my iPod. And so I'm like, oh boy, I gotta put this album on my iPod. Ha <laughs> ha. And I put the the CD in my computer. And it, it wouldn't burn on it your wouldn't, computer. It wouldn't even read it on my computer. Yeah, you had to like play it in a CD player. It was stupid, and I stopped listening to them pretty much. After that. Yeah. yeah. And they were they were very mad about that. Like, oh, I don't blame them. I would be too. Because they, they didn't had know no idea, that yeah. the record label was doing that. And so let's fast forward like seven or eight years. I'm a freshman in college. Yeah. You're a yeah. freshman in college. Do you remember that? Yeah, you're like... Whenever we met? Yeah. In uh, like orientation? You're like... I like the Beatles. <laughs> You're and like oh, guitars. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think you asked me like, what bands? Who do you listen to? And I was like, oh, I like you too. I like Beatles. And you were like, oh yeah, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest is history, as they say. Actually, after he said, and so do I, I was like, let's start a podcast in <laughs> in six years. <laughs> and you're like, deal. <laughs> oh, uh, but anyways, anyway, um, yeah. probably about. Halfway through first semester freshman year, you knew Switchfoot was coming to Pittsburgh. Yeah. So we went. And they were just touring their Hello Hurricane album, which I didn't know at the time. I hadn't listened to the album. Yeah. And I, it was a phenomenal concert. Restored my faith in Switchfoot. Mm-hmm. And after that, I asked you to give me all the music that you had from them. So you gave it to me, uh, the files. And then I didn't listen to it. Yeah, exactly. The classic and, Steve curse, as I call it. And that concert was really cool because usually they play like big venues. Yeah, and, this and that place was when, they like, two, like 200 people maybe? Maybe a little more. It was a place called the Chez Arena right outside of Pittsburgh. It's an old skating rink, like yeah, a roller skating yeah. rink. But they played this tiny little place. It was an awesome show. I wish I would have listened to them more after that, but I kind of gave up and didn't listen to them just because I was lazy. I don't know. Yeah, you just forgot about <laughs> yeah. it. Um, come about a year ago, they released their most recent album, their tenth album, Where the Light Shines Where the Light Shines Through, through. and uh, finally, I did listen to it, and it was phenomenal. Um, yeah, and then ever since then, I've, I've gone in my back catalog and I've started to listen to more. But I didn't listen to Vice Versus until you recommended this. Yeah, I knew yeah. three songs off of there, and that was it. So let's delve in. Okay, sounds good. The first song is called Afterlife. This da, song da, da. starts off super rocky. So, like, if, if you're familiar with Switchfoot, you probably know Meant to Live. Very rock, like a very heavy song. Yeah. This is kind of in that vein. I'm not going to say it sounds like that song, but Definitely I'm going to say it's rocky like that. Heavy guitars. Yeah. Melodic. I know what you mean. Um, it's one of the two really heavy songs on the album. Uh, it's a great opener, and the opening lyric is even better. The first lyric is, I've tasted fire, I'm ready to come alive. Yeah. How's that for a good album? I've tasted fire. I'm ready to come alive. And so that kind of sets up the whole mood for the album, right? Yeah. And they're trying to say, take initiative. Don't wait till you're dead to 
do whatever it is you need to do. And that's what I would say is the theme of the album. Definitely. That's definitely Not every single song, but that's, that's um, most songs yeah. kind of go into fruition with that. Yeah, that's the overarching yeah, overarching theme of the entire yeah. album. Don't take don't wait, take initiative. Yeah. But this song is a great rock song, super catchy. I really like it. I did know this one before listening to the album. It's okay. one of the three I did know. And I gave this one a smiley face. Wait, but what's around it? Oh wait. Nothing. Those are just Oh, just a smiley face. Yeah. I've got uh, five different ratings. So wait, why don't you Describe your rating right now. All right, there's five different ratings. The very worst one is a sad face with little stink waves above it. <laughs> the second highest is just a sad face. The one in the middle is a a face with a straight mouth, kind of like he's got no emotion. Just a straight face. And then the second one is a smiley face. The second one from the, the top is a smiley face. And the very first one is a smiley face with sun rays around it. <laughs> this is the best. This is the yeah. best rating system yet. It is. I think you should probably just adopt this one as your rating system. I'll try out some other ones and we'll see how it goes. <laughs> uh, but Afterlife got a smiley face on to song number two, which is called The Original. Wow, The Original. Mm-hmm. This song, it reminds me of an updated version of a 60s like pop rock song. Oh, okay. It's got that feel to it. Like Definitely yeah. much more modernized, well more produced. And got your hand. In your pocket, yeah, just, yeah like a almost like a Brit pop like rock song, play. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but it's much more, a little more heavy. Super good song. Like this song makes me want to dance. Uh, the guitar tone, super fuzzy, super great. I bob yeah. my head, and I didn't write much about the lyrics. I mean, they're they're good lyrics. Don't get me wrong, but I just said the song's fun. Yeah, I mean, the as far as with the song, at least what I kind of how I interpret the song. For it's yourself like, and be like, yeah, it's just like original. Don't don't be influenced by yeah, the world. Yeah, because like the main lyric is, "Come on, baby, free yourself." Yeah, yeah, no one to do it. Free yourself. But I really like the song. Catch. It's a good message. The message doesn't stick out to me super duper. I guess <laughs> super duper well. So, but the music is phenomenal. The melody is phenomenal. The chord progression is phenomenal. The so guitar you, riffs are phenomenal. I gave this one a smiley face with sun rays. So you're just saying that the the like message is very straightforward. Yeah, it's nothing that really like speaks to me in particular. I, I yeah. like the message, don't get me wrong, but it's nothing that like I would take away and think of and be like wow. much after the album. Yeah, yeah. But very very good song. Not one of the ones I would recommend of my top three, but still up there. Okay. Next song is called "The War Inside." The War Inside. I am the War Inside. Nice belch. Have you had Jesse's had four belches and I've had zero. I'm falling behind. Well, um, I actually had to give this song two ratings, but we'll get to that. Um, this song is very different from every other song the on the album. The album yeah. Very unique. Uh, the verse is almost rap-like. It's more like flowing spoken word. It's yeah. it's odd. It, I, it's not bad. It's just odd, and it kind of goes like it doesn't do anything for me. The the verse. Yeah, this is. Got your mind for, up open wide. For me, this is my least favorite song on the album. I almost I still like I it. almost would agree with you, but I still it's like it, favorite. but it's, yeah. it's my least favorite. The though. verses, I gave a straight face. Oh. The chorus, oh. I gave a smiley face. Nice. Wow. Okay. Uh, because the chorus is just really catchy and really good. I am the war inside. What I think is interesting about this song is the message. So, like, in the verses, he's talking about, like, ain't no, like... Race don't matter like... Place don't, don't matter, matter like, like... 
something don't matter like what's inside. So he's, these are like world issues, correct? Like big things across yeah. the globe. But then the course is I'm the war, the war inside, and that's when I think of like a, a personal inward mm-hmm. struggle. So it's, I think when I think about this, I think of like having an inward struggle about world issues, like an inward struggle yeah. about the outward war, which is kind of interesting. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I kind of I that's. Kind of seems like the main. Most people either think about inward like struggles or about world issues. This is, I think, tackling both, which I really like. Yeah. Yep. And oh, there you go. There's two. Um, but this song is definitely like one of. I think I maybe talked about this in the uh, the uh, fall EP episode. You might have. I don't know. Um, but he he likes to use like the stage and like music as a. Uh, what's the word? What's the uh, word? A platform? A platform, yes. A platform to talk about issues that are like difficult to talk about in normal conversation. And Smart. I, and I kind of think this is like one of those songs. I agree. But on to the next song, which is called Restless. Because I am restless. Um, so this is the first song that kind of takes a little bit of a slower tempo. Yep, definitely. It's about time they even it out on the album. Mm-hmm. Uh, super catchy, super infectious. The melody's great. Um, this is a song you can put on the background to not listen to. This is a song you can put on in the foreground to listen to. It's kind of, as far as the message goes, he's talking about being restless, looking for something more, looking for someone more. It's a, got yeah. definitely got some religious connotation there. Yeah, without him coming out for it and saying right. Yeah, and he he does that in a lot of his songs. Yeah, and that's that's Switchfoot's thing. They're a band that is Christian, and they sing Christian themes without being Christian, if Christiany, if that makes sense. Yeah, because what the because they used to be on Sparrow Records, which, which is, is a, a Christian, Christian label, label um, but they really hated being put in that type of box. Yeah, because and so they wanted, there are some record labels that have a requirement that you must say the word Jesus a certain time per minute on the album. Yeah, which Switchfoot's is, not about that. It's a JPM. Yeah, Switchfoot's about tackling real issues that plague yeah. everyone, not just not just the Christian Christians. audience. Yeah. Which there's nothing wrong with a band that's going to tackle issues only for a Christian audience, but Switchfoot's that's not their agenda. That's not their goal. Yeah, um, Restless is a good song. I gave it a smiley face. Nice. I smile at that song. I smile when I, I hear it. I smile at that song. <laughs> uh, number five is called Blinding Light. Nice. I like that song a lot. Blinded by the light. Not that song. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Not blinded by the light, blinding light, blinding light. Um, so I said, this is the first thing I said is this song has a nice message about not listening to society's lies and about like what society puts mm-hmm. onto your your viewpoint about yourself. Yeah, but I have a conflict about the message at the same time. Okay. Um, they address boys or guys in the first verse, and they just address girls in the second verse. Yeah. When they address girls, they talk about appearances like obviously girls you you think about girls are always struggling about how they look how society tells them to look like he's got one line your skin is more than a pinup suit yeah he's got more things than just that but they all kind of fit into that realm i guess kind of that idea yeah i know what you mean but in the first verse it's super vague like there's nothing specific to the guys like don't believe the lies um you know it's it's nothing specific um, the li- the old lies um, never could come true. That's that's not that's vague, you know. It's I don't think he like picked anything particular. It, it could have gone over my head once again. I'm not yeah, very good at reading deep. I uh, I don't have lyrics in front of me, so I can't exactly trust, trust remember. Me. You have to take my word at least for now. I I I don't think he addresses it the same way that he not addresses it for the girls. Which I don't know. If, I don't want to say double standard, but 
you know, guys struggle with, it, with appearances and stuff too. You know, I get I get what you're saying, but but the, I can I get. I, but also, it doesn't ruin the song. I can get over it, and yeah, I can appreciate I feel the like message it's not both that ways. Big of a deal. It's not. I just had to pick something to pick apart. On to song number six, my least favorite song on the album. Here's what I have to say about this song. This What's is the most. It's, this, you're right. This song is called "Selling the News." Oh, I like this, this song. is the most unique song on the album. On to track number seven. The, <laughs> this I'm, song has so much meaning. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, literally, it's it's my least favorite song, but there's definitely merit to this song. There's a lot of. Um, a lot he's, of it's it's a commentary on media, com- uh, yeah, how we com- perceive media, how media feels that they need to be portrayed, what they feel is important, and I feel like he's saying profit is more important than truth. Yeah, I would say uh, this is definitely a commentary on our modern culture. Yeah, and social media about being fed stuff faster and yeah. faster and like having someone need to to draw our attention more and more. Yeah. So the news is more opinion than fact. Like he says that. Yeah. You know? The music doesn't do anything for me at all. Gotcha. The chorus is catchy, but I still don't care about it too much. I really like it. Yeah. It's a meh song for me, and I gave it a, a there's sad a, face. There's, there's one line in the song that I don't know if you really like, but I really like it. What is it? Um, where he says, when nothing is sacred, all is consumed. We're selling okay. the news. So like... Like, uh, what's that thing that... BuzzFeed? Yeah, like BuzzFeed. There's nothing yeah. to be valued there, but people consume the crap out of that. Yeah. And, and I'm on BuzzFeed all the time, bro. Yeah, can you name all these Pokemon? Well, that's not normally a BuzzFeed What post. type of personality are you if you like you go. cheese? Which Harry Potter character are you? <laughs> Seven movies that you didn't know were controversial. It's just, <laughs> BuzzFeed has no substance, but it sucks people in so much. Yeah, and, and selling the news the song is addressing is kind of that about part. That. Yeah, it's about and people, it's about clicks more than it is about substance. Did you also realize that in the song they say, we're selling the news? Yeah. It's not my favorite by any means. I gave it a sad face because I don't like it. Oh. Turn that frown upside down. Nope. My uh, my album, my ratings, No, I frown. mean, turn that frown upside down in oh, song talking, number seven. He's talking about the next song because he, he, he peered ahead. <laughs> the next song is called Thrive. This song is slow. Uh, it starts off real slow, mid-tempo. Uh, and the song's about fighting complacency. Uh, like, the main line is, I want to thrive, not just survive. Yeah. And do you know what that reminds me of? Brian Fallon. Oh. Not Propagandi, if that's what you're thinking There's of. There's definitely a song in, yeah. in this. Um, Never mind. Brian Fallon was the lead singer of the Gaslight Anthem. And I guess he still is. They're on hiatus, but he's done a solo career in one yeah. of the singles off of his most recent album, Painkillers. If you haven't listened to it, check it out. Phenomenal album. Phenomenal. I love that album. So good. Would you give that a smiley face with the sunshine around it? I'll give that album two smiley faces with sunshine around it. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, but Brian Fallon, one of his songs called A Wonderful Life, the main hook in the song is, I don't want to survive, I want a wonderful life. And essentially that's saying almost the same thing as what Switchwood's yeah. saying is, you don't want to just live this existence where you're just getting up to make things work and then going to bed, going to bed and doing the same thing the same over thing. You don't want to, you know, it's routine, routine, routine. And this is like, I want to have an actual life, I want to experience things, I want to have yeah. a good time, I want to have a purpose and fulfill I'm that purpose. I'm not waiting for the afterlife. Okay, way to tie it in. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, other than the awesome message in the song, 
super catchy and the, me- the melody draws me in in the bridge there's this one line I really like I'm always in line but I'm never in love yeah which is super what do I think about that what do you think um, well, what do you think <laughs> what what do you think <laughs> I mean you could take it two ways you could take it literally and you could take it metaphorically so literally I mean he's married so obviously he's not always in line but never in love or you could think literally he's standing in line at Best Buy but he hasn't found the TV he's in love with <laughs> No, definitely not that way. Um, but, I mean, if you think about it, like, metaphorically, um, I'm always in line, but I'm never in love. So, always in line for either, like, the next big idea, the next, like, big thing, the next, like, moment in your life that you're going to be able to really enjoy. Or the next big TV. No. But, okay. <laughs> but you're never in love. Like, you never truly find it. So, that's kind of what it means to me. Okay. I, I like that. But like I said, Thrive is a smiley face. Mm. On to song number eight. No sunshine? No sunshine. Jeez. The Dark Harsh. Horses. Song number eight. Not The Dark Horses. Dark Horses. Whatever. Uh, articles aren't important in this instance for me. The song title is not The Dark Horses. It's Dark Horses. Jesse is putting too much value on things that are unimportant right now. St- <laughs> <laughs> You're literally saying that not what the title is. Though. I know. The title is Dark Horses. I apologize to all of you who care about those kind of things. <laughs> Um, Me, I care about accuracy. Uh, I care about uh, talking about how I, what I think about the song. <laughs> True. Okay, um, go ahead. This is another song I did know before listening to the album for the podcast. Uh, and this is the other heavy song on the album, the one out of two heavy songs. The guitars are so fuzzy, I just want to put them on my pillow because it's like a fuzz factory. <laughs> I can lay down on that fuzz. <laughs> Great melody, uh, and the message continues to be phenomenal as with with all of Switchfoot songs. Um, this is kind of like a rallying cry to everyone who feels like they're being suppressed or pushed down. Yeah. Saying, so like, even when you're in the, the dark places, keep going. Like, they've got the yeah. one line, we've been down, but we're never out. Yeah. And this song um, is actually specifically about... Um, I, I'm almost 100% positive, um, but one of, one of the things that uh, Switchfoot is really passionate about is uh, the homeless. Mm-hmm. And so they... Every year they put on the Broam tour, yes. the Broam show, which is a they raise money for the homeless youth of San Diego. So I'm fairly certain this song is about the homeless youth youth of San Diego. Fairly certain. But going back to, back to what you just said, the Broam show. Yeah. I, this is I, I'm pretty sure this is not what they do. <laughs> but what I can imagine happening is like they come out on stage, and John Foreman will have his guitar and he'll turn to um, the rest of the band. He's like, bro. Am I about to play a concert? <laughs> That's not what happens. Bro, I am. I about to play a concert? Bro, I am. But yeah, it's definitely not. Bro, I am. I about to eat this burger? <laughs> no. Uh, but Dark Horses, awesome song, super catchy. I mm-hmm. want to say this is the first single they pushed off the album. If it's not the first, it was the second. It was one of the earlier ones. It was definitely one of the first ones. It was the first or second. I think, yeah. Um I really like the La 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 part. La 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 la. Super catchy. I like to sing that song we by myself. We are the dark horses. Yeah. Um, I gave it a smiley face. Nice. No sunshine. I had to be really discerning with my sunshine, uh, like what I gave the sun rays. Yeah, definitely. Uh, which brings me to the next song, mm-hmm. Souvenirs. Song number nine, Souvenirs. I said right out the bat, this is a great song. It's a mid slower tempo, and this song, it's the kind of thing that gives you the raisy uppies. 
Yes, it, exactly. It, it starts off slow and it builds to a crescendo, and the chorus is the climactic part. Yeah, and it's just oh, even if you don't know the lyrics, just music. Just the music. The music was the first thing that drew me in, and it gave me the Razy Uppies, and I loved it. Yeah. For those of you who haven't listened to our podcast, which is probably none of you, Razy Uppies <laughs> is another word we call goosebumps. Yeah. It's just a funny, nice way to say goosebumps. Like, yeah. ooh, it's chilly. I got the Razy Uppies. <laughs> it's more of like a. a uh, a comical oh. or cute way to say it. Oh, look at that! Look at that little baby. He's got the razy uppies. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Do you get the razy uppies? <laughs> so do I. Cause it's chilly up in here. It actually is chilly up in here. I up think, in here. I up in here. This house is about fifty degrees that we're in right now. Yeah. Um, our, our heater, heater doesn't work. I don't yeah. know why. <laughs> well, let's just live with it, I guess. I suppose. Uh, but back to souvenirs. Song number nine. Um, the song is like the reminiscence song he, he says yeah. nothing lasts forever and it's kind of about realizing that life goes on and you're looking back on it and every bit ba- well not every band but a lot of bands kind of have that like whoa how did i get to this point life mm-hmm. life's already like gone yeah and he sings about these like we we did all these things when we didn't even realize that life was happening yeah but then by the title souvenirs souvenirs he's it's, like but these are my souvenirs yeah, like, so he's looking back like, on them I'm, on good things like, yeah like he can fondly. always remember them yeah he's looking back on all his memories fondly but on the first part of the last chorus, the third and fourth chord like go up in our major. Oh yeah, Steve is in love with this part. Yes, because which is different from all the other choruses which kind of go down in our minor. This is the mmm moment for me on this album. <laughs> it's just phenomenal. And I this is the part that gives me the raise yuppies. Yeah. If anything else will give me the raise yuppies, this is one of those things. Is this the climax of the album for you, that chord? Um, it's hard for me to say because there are other songs that have really significant parts, but I will say that this is one of my recommendations. Oh, this wow. is my top three. Souvenirs oh. is in my top three. You heard it here, and you heard it first from me. Souvenirs, song number nine, is in my top three. Wow. Back to song number ten, which is called "Rise Above It." This song picks it back up again with the, the speed. <laughs> Yes, da-da-da-da, Jesse just did the guitar part. And like I said, actually, I didn't say it yet, but I'm about to say it. <laughs> uh, the first thing I wrote was awesome riff slash guitar hook. Yeah. And uh, it's that draws you in. It's different from any of the other sounds on the yeah, album again. Um, I think this song's about overcoming complacency, but it also might be about overcoming hardships. It's kind of hard to discern between the two, but I can see it going both ways. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely say um, that that's in general what it's not, about. How about not overcoming? How about rising above them? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the chorus is awesome and super catchy. Rise above it, yeah. Rise above it. I wanna let this it. Um, but anyways, there's a little in, uh, instrumental bridge in the song the, right before the last chorus where the guitar comes back and the guitar has a syncopated oh, yeah. line but also there's a cowbell oh, yeah. with an even more syncopated line yeah. and trying to like think of the guitar part while thinking of the cowbell part hurts my brain in such a glorious way <laughs> ouch you hurt my brain but I love it <laughs> back to Australia but I, lo- but I love it crikey you hit my brain switch foot ouch. ouch you hit my brain or as we would say in Pittsburgh ouch Ouch. Or as we would say in Minnesota, ouch. Or as they would say in Minnesota, ouch, don't you know? Sure. <laughs> oh, heck. <laughs> oh, we're going to get some... Uh, oh, we're going to get some pop off the roof. 
Sure. So I'm, so I'm pop off the roof. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, oh, oh, why don't you bring over some goulash to my potluck? Yeah, that hot dish. Yeah, yeah, some hot yeah, dish. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. how about some tater tot hot dish? Your darn tootin' tater tot hot oh, dish. Oh, yeah. Sure. Then we'll go up to Duluth. I thought it was Duluth. Yeah, but people say Duluth sometimes. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Uh, anyway, back to we, Rise we, Above we, It. We, we gress. We, do, we, we really do gress. Um, but that guitar part and cowbell part is awesome. Here's Actually, it's not awesome. Here's what I say about it. It's pretty fleek, yo, as the youth would say. <laughs> as the youth would say. <laughs> oh, man. It's a great song. On to song number 11, Vice Versus. You could say this is a Switchfoot acoustic song, or you could say this is a John Foreman solo song. Yeah. When you listen that. to it, it's pretty much just him and an acoustic yeah. guitar. My goodness, is this a good song. This song is literally like John Foreman pondering life as yeah. he looks at the ocean. This is talking, when he, like a lot of the lines, he's talking about fragility and mortality. Like the, the one line in, um, in the chorus, like the main line is, You got your babies, I got my hearses. And there are other lines in the chorus, but those two always strike yeah. me out. You got your babies, you I got, got my hearses. So I got my start hearses. a life end of life and so it's talking about like I got the end's gonna be here somewhere but he also sings about because we know the end's coming you gotta make the most of it because yeah because you know it's coming so again back to that main yes. theme of the whole album yes this song is so catchy and it's got the yeah yeah that switchfoot always has according yep. to jesse's dad yep <laughs> <laughs> if uh if well a lot of people listening probably know my dad if you live in minnesota and whenever he listens to Switchfoot, he usually <laughs> comments on how John Foreman always goes, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> and so he'll be like, let's listen to Switchfoot. And then he'll start dancing and go, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I could see him doing that. Yeah, I've only met him a few times, but I could definitely see him. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. It's, uh, one of, it's one of my favorite things to do. Or to vice versus the song, song number 11, I Gave a Smiley Face with the Sun. And oh. I don't know if I mentioned Rise Above It, song number 10. Yes, yeah, that's did not. also a, sun, uh, a smiley face with sun rays. Mm-hmm. However, vice versus is in my top three. I okay. would recommend this. Wow, nice. Interesting. Um, on to the very last song of the album. It's called Where I Belong. This song's great. Yes. Or as a Minnesotan would say, Ah, oh, heck, this song's darn tootin' great. Don't you know? Oh, sure. Yeah. This song's. Oh yeah. This song's really good. Yeah. 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 You know the part where they go. Uh, they go up to Brainerd. Oh yeah. Oh, back yeah. up to Brainerd. Sure. Yeah. Minnesota and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Ka- uh, yeah. I don't really know if he's listening, but Caleb Johnson, one of my friends from high school, he lives up there, in Brainerd. Oh, Brainerd. Oh yeah, in Brainerd. Oh, <laughs> what's that guy's name? The, the the big guy with the ox. Paul Bunyan. Yes, I forgot his name. Oh, the sure. Big, the big, big guy with the ox. You gotta go drive past that Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue oh, Ox. Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. We're really grassing. Yeah, we are. Cause Let's ungress. The Minnesota accent. Let's so ungress. Do. <laughs> ungress back to where I belong. Um, yes. This song talks about, I don't know if this is a real word. I think I might have made it up, but it might be real. <laughs> Temporality. Yeah, temporality, yeah. I don't know if it's a real word. It sounds uh, like it should be. Stemming from the word temporal. Which, which means, means being of a finite... A finite amount of time yeah, or... A short, brief time. Yeah. Temporal, not taking into the next world, not taking on to the next life. Temporal. So I... I yeah. Temporality, I think it's a word. If it's not, it, I made it up. It if I made like it up, it, Webster owes me some money. Webster Dictionary, pay me. It sounds like a real word. So. I hope so. If not, I'm a genius for making that up. Because yeah. I didn't know the word and I made it up. 
Um, like, here's a line. He says, I'm not sentimental, but this skin and bones is a rental, and no one uh, makes it out alive. Yeah. So, obviously, that's him talking about being in this life. We're only here for a short amount of time. We're not going to last. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Like, this song doesn't this say heaven. This rental. song doesn't say God or anything. But no. you know he's talking about heaven. Definitely. And he's talking yeah. about talking to God. And he definitely parts. is, yeah. yeah. I mean, because... Very there's... religious song. We just... It, it's it's very obvious when you see the lyrics when you hear it. Yeah, there's there's a, a specific line where he's... Like, when I reach the other side... Oh, I'll get there. I'll get there. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, but it's talking about being on Earth and not having this be your final resting place, obviously. Um, and like Jesse was about to say... The bridge is the best part of the song. And when Jesse bought this album on September 27th, yep. 2011, the only reason I know is because on the same day, I bought Blink-182 Neighborhoods, which came out the same day, yep. to Best Buy in Manaka, Pennsylvania. And we bought those albums and came back and listened to them. You listened to this album a couple times, and you said, the bridge on this song is phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, whoa. Wow, dude. It was so phenomenal, I burped. Uh, but here's the bridge. This is what he says in the bridge. On the final day I die, I want to hold my head up high. I want to tell you that I tried to live it like a song. And when I reach the other side, I want to look you in the eye and know that I've arrived in a world where I belong. Wow. If that's not someone's final words or if that's not someone's like ultimate message, then I don't know what is. Every time I hear that line, I get the raise yuppies. Wow, it's just a great line because it's like saying that like on the day I die, like I don't want to be, I, I don't want to regret anything. Mm-hmm. I, I want to make sure that I lived my life like a song, yeah. which is what he says. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Album. Um, other than the message, the song is very catchy. It's one you'll find yourself singing. Uh, but John Foreman said that this should be like the last song that Switchfoot ever plays because it's like the yeah the ultimate yeah. like how they how they feel about it because of that one line too like he says oh. something about like this world may not be our home but we're still breathing <clears throat> yeah so let's go boys and play it out awesome yeah awesome. I, that's my favorite line in the whole album pretty much what what rating do I give this song smiley face with sun rays and I would write. I have to tell the truth. I did know the song before listening to the album. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure I should have But I still have to recommend it. Yeah, for So sure. that means the um, the top three songs that I recommend are on the last half of the album. And uh, in order, here's how I would recommend them. Where I Belong first, phenomenal song. Second, listen to Souvenirs. Yep. Third, listen to Vice Versus. Nice. You you picked very interesting songs. I know. Not what you expect. I was, I was not going to... Were you expecting I, the did, rock songs from me or something? Yeah, definitely. I love those songs, but I like these ones better. Interesting. Don't put me into a box, bruh. Also, <laughs> was, it um, because, was it because of the messages? The different, like, messages and melodies. Uh, just a combination of all the things. Okay, interesting. Um, cool. This album, I think, is phenomenal. It's probably, at the time, my third favorite Switchwood album. Really? My first being... Okay, Hurricane, um, um, right? Yeah, it's Hell Hurricane right now. Uh, second being Where the Light Shines Through. Yeah. Third being this. Phenomenal album. And look, what do you say we do a 180 and talk about propaganda? Yes, let's do a very... Uh, well, a heavy 180. Let's you, stop on a dime and let's go the opposite direction. You literally can't do like a heavy 180. A 180 is a 180. Let's do a stop on a dime and go the other way. So... Um, propaganda is Canadian. Here you go. Yes, they are from Canada. Which is... They are from Canada, eh? 
eh? which is uh, which is actually going to come into play. Hockey. We're talking about hockey, eh? Canada, eh? Uh, Propaganda is one of those. They started out as a skate punk band. Yeah. Um, yeah. Over the years, they always started out political. Um, they know their stuff. They are well read, well versed. Uh, I would not want to get into an argument with them. I think they could yeah. embarrass me and school me, and I. I just wouldn't want to do that. But that's actually one of the things that I wanted to say yeah. about this is that this this album is much heavier. Yes, they, much, they, uh, they got a little bit more metal influenced, and that is very evident in the first track. Yes, called "Night Letters." Awesome palm muting. Yeah, yeah, super awesome tone, and that kind of like sets the tone for the album like super well. Agreed. Awesome intro. And then, uh, but the, kind of the meaning of the song, it seems like he's like commenting on others' hardships that he's like witnessed, uh-huh. and how like he hasn't exactly been through the same thing that a lot of the people have been through. I can't, like, my relate, li- I, I can't relate to any of this, like yeah. to any of you guys who have like been through all this, like har- all the all these hardships. Yeah, which is and a pretty cool kind of view, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I feel the same way in a lot of ways. Oh, I do too. Yeah. There's only one other band I can think of that... Well, I, I'm sure there are other bands that's talked about it. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of the band La Dispute? Yes. Yes, you show me one, at least one of their songs. Yeah. Um, they've got one album called um, Wildlife. And they have, I think, three life stories on there that the guy's witnessed. Like, actual things that he's witnessed in real life. Yeah. Um of uh, someone who's dying of cancer, someone who's been almost murdered by their own child, and one other really heavy wow. story that I can't remember off the top of my head. No, yeah, yeah, you told me about and, this man. Like, one of their songs at the end is, like, trying to have him, like, come to terms with, like, you've all been through all these things, and if I was you, how would I deal with that when I can't even deal with my own problems, which are uh, minuscule in comparison? Yeah. So I kind of think, like, I can't relate to that, yet my problems, which are tiny, <coughs> seem huge to me. Oh. Wow, you just wanted a burp rampage. Yeah, three burps in a row. Nice. Um, but anyway, their music um, is the canvas for the lyrics. Where the paint, like what he paints is more meaningful than the canvas. Uh-huh. Their canvas is the music. So the lyrics are more meaningful, at least from what I can tell, than the music. Obviously, the music is still good. Yeah, because I love but, the music. <laughs> yeah, same. Like, the music is still really good, but the lyrics. What they're really trying. Yeah, the lyrics are really what they're trying to focus on. Yes, which is I think is kind of nice, kind of refreshing. Um, anyway, on to track two. Oh, I gave this rating. Four, I gave this song a four to five. Okay, good. It's a and um, I'm still using the number system. Hey, do what works for you, bro. <laughs> so the track number two is called "Supporting Cast." Uh, cast, cast is spelled C-A-S-T-E. Yeah, but he definitely plays on the idea of supporting cast as in C-A-S-T um, and a lot of the lyrics that he uses in this song. Yes. Um, it's a really kind of a slow intro, um, which is nice. And essentially this song, it seems like this song is comment, like commenting on what is remembered in history mm-hmm. or what like what stands out in history or how people base their modern views on what has happened in history. Um, i.e. like based on religion or like past empires or different people that were in power or something like that. So essentially from what I could tell, he accepts that he is not part 
of either like religion or an empire or some type of dominating way of thinking. And so he might as well dance and live his life and have a good time. Yeah. Support NCAST! Ah! Yeah. I'll just comment on the melodic structure of most of their songs. Um, it's not really flowing. It's very stagnant. Um, it's more of like a talking rather than a singing. Um, that's not too to say, for you. Yes, not to say they don't he's, have melodies. He's still singing and there's still a melody, but it's very... It doesn't like... He's got his lyrics and he needs to make them fit, so he's... I don't want to say he's conforming it to a specific pattern, but I feel like... I don't know. I don't there's, know there's not a huge range yeah. in the melody. Not always. Yeah. But anyway, I gave the uh, track a four out of five. Nice. Uh, track number three. Tertium non datur, which in Latin means no third possibility given. It's basically an anti-religion song. Which doesn't surprise me coming from punk or rock, obviously. Either anti-religion or like anti... Establishment? Like yeah, like anti... Central... Not not anti-establishment, but putting but, your faith in like a central, but anti what the cultural norm is okay. essentially. So essentially, tertium non detour, no third possibility given. Yes, is essentially saying like either you believe in what culture believes in right now, or you believe in religion, yeah. and there's no third possibility given. This or that, nothing yeah. else. Which what is what did stupid. I write here? It's either this or not this. Yeah, which is stupid. So yeah, Obviously. exactly. It's like, uh, like black or white, not gray. Look at what I wrote. Oh, look what I, I wrote. said that without looking at Jesse's black notes. Black and white. And he said the same thing. They're saying that that's essentially what life is. Like, people boil it down to either one or two. Like, yeah. there are no other numbers available in the human mind. Human mind. But, I mean, that's also essentially kind of like... This album has a lot of very familiar themes, very similar themes. But... That is definitely a reoccurring theme. Like, life's not black and white. Learn to see the gray. Yeah. Essentially. Word. On to track number four. Oh, I gave this song a four to five. Okay. Really Great. good, really good music. Um, a really nice slow bridge. Mm-hmm. They do that a lot, actually. A and super nice slow bridge where they, like, say a lot of meaningful things and then go back into the fast. Just to reiterate, this was a skate punk band that knows how to play their instruments and they are very technical they mess around with time signatures oh yeah all kind of things they got good tone uh good ambience just phenomenal um is this after their bassist left to form the weaker thens yes okay uh so they recorded their first two albums and then their bass player john k sampson Mm -hmm. and the rest of the band Uh. had some artistic differences and so they split Unfortunately, oh. that is true. John K. Sampson formed the Weaker Thans. So is this where they went like more like metal and like more progressive? Yes. Okay. Yes, and John K. Sampson formed the Weaker Thans, which is like an indie, indie rock. band. Like yeah, indie, indie rock, more rock than indie, but indie rock. Much more like introspective, like about himself. Less whereas, political. Less political. Whereas propaganda is extra extrospective. Is that a word? Mm, What's the opposite no. of introspective? Um, propaganda is more meta. What does meta mean? I hear people say Meta as in the general uh, feeling of the world. All right. If that's what that means, then yes. Meta. I don't know if that's what it means. I'm just kind of making that up right now. You can't make that up. I just just know that in video games, like, the meta is, like, the general type of consensus that the Uh, game, like, the way the game is supposed to be played, like, that's a general mm -hmm. consensus. But you can also go off meta, which is not the normal way that 
the game yeah. is supposed to be played. So transfer that to the world. The meta is like the normal way people think, and this is what it's supposed to be. I don't blah, think blah, that, blah, 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 blah. I don't That's know. What I'm saying. I don't think that that lines up with what I'm saying, though. Okay, so what are you saying? The weaker thans are introspective. Propagandy is not. You're right. Um, meta was not the best word. Uh, they are more, let's just say political. Oh, okay. and, we'll say political. And political. the weaker thans are more... Check out the weaker thans, though, if personal. you haven't. Left and Leaving is a great album. Uh, Reconstruction Site's a great album. Check them both out. Phenomenal. John yes. K. Sampson is a poet. Listen to um, Aside and listen to A Plea from a Cat Named for Tute. Maybe we'll do a podcast of the just that album. Yeah, Maybe we will. Yeah, they've got a lot to say in there. But back to the album. Song yes. number four? Song number four. Um, this song is called Dear Coach's Corner. This song is do about... You know, do you know what Coach's Corner is? Um, it's a radio program, right? Okay, yes. Yeah. Radio or TV? Either a TV show or a radio program. Either way, it's about Canada. Exactly. This is about hockey. We're talking about hockey. We're talking about hockey here. Dear Ron McLean! <laughs> Dear Coach's Corner! Ha! Let's talk about some uh, some of the good guys. Let's talk about... Let's talk about the, the troops. troops. <laughs> so, at the beginning of this song... It's an um, excerpt from the program, yeah, Coach's from the, Corner, from the which cro- is about hockey yeah. in Canada. Yep. And so this song is heavily about Canadian culture. Yes. And about what he experienced growing up. Hockey is so intergrained in Canadian culture that to not like hockey in in Canada would like almost be a betrayal to the like the Canadian way of life. Yeah. It kind of seems. And so he's writing a letter to Coach's Corner, which is the program, because his niece is confused about why she should like hockey over is that like right? some over some like huge over issues? something else yeah yeah because he talks about like why should i be concerned about this when essentially it's just a kid's game yeah yeah but then but though. then but then he goes on to say which is like the craziest part like this song is so good and this it's is so why good. this is why it's so good this is why i almost gave it a five out of five i, I gave the song four five out of five i gave it 4.5 out of five dear coach's corner i'm riding in order for someone to explain to my niece the distinction. So he's talking about his niece like being born into this culture. Yeah. Essentially. He's like talking about how he can kind of keep his niece from that type of stigma that is in that culture, you know? Like if she wants to like something else, then just let her like something else. Word. But anyway... The next song is short. It's short. It's short. It's short. It's short. It's very short. Um, it's like a minute long. It's called This Is Your Life. This is your and life. This is unlike the Switchfoot song. This is your life. Are you who you want to be? I mean, it's kind of the same message, though. And essentially, it's a song talking about like people complaining about the situation they're in, like complaining about their life. Um, when they have the power to change it. Yes. And they're not doing anything about it. Um, if you have the chance, there are some very interesting lyrics in the song. Like he talks about Afghanistan and mm-hmm. Iran. But they're and hard to actually decipher unless you look them up. Yeah. It goes fast. Yeah. Like he it, speaks very fast. Right. So you, if you listen to this song, you should probably have the lyrics with you because yeah, he, he talks like... He talks like super fast. Yeah. 
So you yeah. need the lyrics. You will not be able but, to decipher them without the lyrics. It's kind of a, like a really good song, though. So I gave it four to five. Okay, good rating. Good rating. Uh, track number six is Humane Meat, in parentheses, The Flensing of Sandor Kate. Flensing is not a fun thing. Humane, there's a parentheses about the, around the E. So it's human. So it's human, meat. in parentheses, E, meat. Yeah. Do you know what flensing is? No. Like, yeah. That's like an um, old torturous, like, ugh. Oh, get into the heebie-jeebies thing about flensing. Yeah, yeah, it's like, kind of weird. They did that. They would flens people alive where they would just remove their skin. Whoa! Yeah. Ew! Ew, gross! <laughs> um, but, so, whenever I looked at the lyrics of this song, mm-hmm. like, half of them were in parentheses. The whole message of this song is them trying to say to people who eat meat because they are ve- I don't know if they're vegetarians or vegans. We'll just say vegans. I think, I think vegetarians. Probably, they're at least vegetarians, maybe vegans. Um, their message is trying to say, don't be a meat eater and assume that your meat comes from animals that don't suffer because it's ignorant. They're not saying there's yeah. anything wrong with eating meat, but don't live under the lie that it's humane to kill animals. And that's why they use the the title Humane Meat. Yeah. And so the whole song is about them eating a person. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It, it, it's it, really it, strange. It drives the point home, but it's... Yeah, well, I mean, one of the talking about killing this person, like, we assure you, it's humane. We'll, we'll make it swift, and we'll make sure it's free from his fear. death was swift and painless. Yeah. One of the lyrics is, We took his decapitated head and put it in a stock pot, boiled off his flesh... Flesh, and made a and spreadable made head a cheese. made a spreadable head cheese! And so, obviously, they're not killing people. What's with them free from fear? But they're talking about how killing animals isn't really humane, even if they say it's humane killing. Yeah. And um, then, I um, gave this song five out of... I mean, I gave this song five out of five. However, it was not one of my recommended songs. Fair enough. Fair but enough. on to track seven, which directly, actually directly relates to this last song. This song is called... Potemkin City Limits. Yes. Um, first of all, before we get into the the content of the song, this song is more of a punk song. Yes. Like more of a skate punk song. Like really like... A little bit more back to their roots. Like that awesome drum beat. That's Back to their roots. Yeah, exactly. And this actually harkens back to one of their earlier albums. And I think it was the album that came out right before this with the same title. Potemkin City Limits. Yeah. Yeah. It's about how they dislike the meat industry, essentially. Yeah. It's like a it's they feel it's a very cruel industry. Yeah. Um, but there are a whole bunch of different aspects of this song that are very, very interesting. So this song is essentially about a pig who escapes from a slaughterhouse and tries to make it to freedom before the people who run the slaughterhouse find them, find him, and Slaughter him, obviously. So it's almost like and a mix so, between the movie Chicken Run and uh, the book Animal Farm. Don't even mention Chicken Run. I love it, but you can kind of see the correlation, right? When I was a kid, I was absolutely scared of that movie. Oh, I absolutely loved it. I can see how you could be scared. I loved it, but I was They're freaked creepy out by yeah, it. Yeah, but Whenever they made them into pies. Yeah, that's creepy. Oh my gosh. Good movie, though, isn't it? So I guess that's, that actually kind of relates to this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, this song is great. Like that super awesome punk type skate feel. And. Hey, bro, let's go ride our skateboards and listen to music. Eh. <laughs> um, but anyway, this song was really good. And again, it's kind of about how they 
dislike the fact that the meat industry says like they're very humane, but they like slaughter animals yeah. in a very and I've gone terrible to, way. I've gone to a lot of music festivals where PETA has tents or they'll have like a, a truck set up, and their whole gimmick to get you in is to say, "Watch this video. We'll pay you one dollar if you watch it." And the video shows slaughterhouses killing animals. Wow, really? Oh, Ooh, pardon me. Wow, seriously? And, no, like, not even, they don't hold back from anything. They show you everything. I saw pigs get their throats slit. I've seen chickens get their heads cut off, get de-beaked, get declawed. I've seen some horrible things just because they're showing me videos. PETA. And no matter if you eat meat, if you don't eat meat, that's not fun to see. And so, yes, yeah. it's... Well, it's it's unpleasant. It's kind of a a ridiculous setting to like yeah have it in though. It is, but I think that's kind of what they're going on. Yeah, it's not humane. I don't think there's is there a humane way to kill an animal to eat? I don't know. I mean, it depends on your worldview. I suppose so. It does actually. But anyway, track number eight is called the funeral procession. Amazing song. Like I wrote down, it's a good fast song. Because it is a good, fast song. And you can take the title kind of to heart because they're trying, they're trying to be kind of philosophical with it. Yeah. Um, but it's essentially a song about trying to do good in the world and trying to deal with the fact that he believes that it's futile. Yeah. So like he's trying to do good in the world, but he's he's like, it's it's futile, though. There's, it's there's, pointless. There's, 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 it's pointless to try to do good in the world because... We're all going to die someday. Yeah. But at the end of the song, the last line is, but I guess you got to keep trucking. <laughs> and like, that's, that's is, an awesome simple, last line. True. That's an awesome last line. But if you, if you don't count that last line, it's kind of depressing, but I also kind of relate to it in a way. It's, it's a weird dichotomy. I gave it five out of five. Wow. It's a superb song musically. Do you recommend it? It's a good, fast song. And... It is a super interesting message. What about track number nine? Because of this next song, which track is track number nine, called "Without Love." This song is a song dealing with, um, essentially, dealing with death, and specifically the death of a family member. Yes, um, I believe maybe his aunt or his grandma. I could see it going either way. Something like that. Yeah. I can't remember exactly. Do you say aunt over aunt? I say aunt, yeah. Weird. Why do you say that? Because I'm from Minnesota. Is that a Minnesota thing? Yes. Aunt. Long vowels. Aunt. Not aunt. Well, and aunt is a thing on the ground, Steve. Well, what about roof? That's long, isn't it? Yeah, roof. But you say roof, not yeah, the long roof. version, right? Yeah, but it's different, though, because... No, it's not I, different. I, no, no, because listen, I also don't say book, bick. I say book, and I don't say. Harry Potter is a good one. I don't say pip. I say poop, roof, roof, poop, book, roof. I have a spool of yarn. What about like uh, I don't the have blanks a spill of a of house? Yarn. The what? Blank of a house, like R O O M. Oh, uh, so like I have to clean up my room. You mean room? Oh, I have to clean the floor up. What should I use? A broom. No, a sweeper. Oh, okay, Pittsburgh. All right, uh, if you're gonna a have sweeper, a sweeper, like what about what, what's what, a sweeper? What are you gonna put on a pizza? A shiitake mushroom, not a mushroom, mushroom, mushroom. I say mushroom. 
It's just too much work to say mushroom. Well, sometimes the work pays off. Whatever. But hey. Let's get back to the music. We grass. We grass a lot. We grass quite a bit. Sorry for aggression. um, Let me just explain. Steve has quite a... uh, Affinity for Pittsburgh and everything of Pittsburgh. Yeah, and he kind of hates the fact that I... uh, have a Minnesota accent sometimes. No, I love the Minnesota accent, but no, rum, but you're, you're very confused by the fact that I say rum and then broom. Yes, very confused. But then poop because it's the double oh. O type thing. Because room, a uh, rum, broom, and then poop. Uh, they, they all have double O's, but I say them differently because that's just how I say them. How would you say W H O O P S? Whoops. Not whoops. Not whoops. Not whoops. Whoops. Whoops a daisy. Yeah, whoops a daisy. Whoops a daisy. So, exactly. Brum, brum, whoops. What do you call that uh, instrument that you, or not instrument, a utensil that you scoop yogurt out with? A spoon. Not a spoon. No, a a spoon. spoon. That's exactly the same with poop. Yep. It's not pup. Oh no, I pupped my pants. As you heard it here, ooh. Is the correct pronunciation for room and roof? No, it's definitely onward to the next song. On what, onward to the next song in the country. It, it, it's all dependent without on, love on where you come from the, in the country. Yes, the next track is without love. Track number nine. Uh, I want to start off by saying that this almost was my favorite song in the album. But why not? Um, there were other ones that were better. Fair enough. Uh, I give this track a 5 out of 5, first of all. Good rating. Just going to let you know that. Um, this is essentially a song dealing with, like I said before, the death of a family member. Yes, would you said aunt in that... I said I said aunt, yeah, instead of aunt. Instead of the insect, the ant. Whatever, that started the whole debacle. Whatever, we'll just... We'll just you know, Agree to disagree. You know what, you know Here, hand, oh, let's handshake. We pronounce things differently, and we can get past it. Aunt is correct. How you do not pronounce it because it's aunt. Whatever. He's wrong. Anyway, he's um, wrong. I'm not wrong. Okay. I'm just different. That was way too that loud. I'm going to cut really that out. loud thing. Continue. The he's song wrong. Without Love. So, this song is essentially dealing with the death of a very valued fam- family member. Mm hmm. Um,. And I wrote down a quote from this song um, where he says, Is breathing just the ticking of an unwinding clock? I like that quote. So in that sense, unwinding meaning eventually it's going to stop, right? Yes, correct. So death. Um, So breathing is just moving towards death, right? So yes, exactly. We're sucking in death. Nice. Which, um, for those of you who don't know... Our sponsor, Tree Shelf, has a song called Sucking in Death, which relates to that line. Yes, exactly. Check out Tree Shelf on Spotify and iTunes. You heard it here, you heard it first. Tree Shelf on Spotify and iTunes. Um, but apart from that line, there's a super nice bridge. They like the, the verses and choruses start very loud, and then the bridge gets soft and, and spread out. More com- What's the word? What am I trying to say here? Con, com, contemplative. Contemplative. Com, contemplative? Contemplative. Yes, exactly. Contemplative. And so after that, though, he ends the song with a very, very powerful 
theme. Which is? Without love, life is meaningless. And that's why I gave this song a 5 out of 5. I like that. Because I was like, heck yeah, Propagandy. The next song, Incalculable Effects. You heard it here. You heard it first. I, this was my least favorite song. The reason that it was my least favorite song is because of the music. I love the message of it. Yeah. So if I was going by your rating system... It would be low. It would be a frowny face for the, lyri- for the, song, for the music. Yeah. And a smiley face for this, the content. Yes. Okay. Uh, now I get it. I get it now. <laughs> you painted a picture for me and I get it. So why don't we focus on the content of the song and, and then move on. Um, this is essentially a story about a six-year-old girl who has a mother who does not care for her. Brutal. Um, the, the exact lyric is, minus if you're curse words, is her mom lays effed up on the cement. Oof. So essentially this little girl who's six years old yep. has a mother who is either into drugs or into some other thing that would... Make her effed up on the cement. Probably drugs. Yeah, I would think so. So they are obviously super mad about this. I mean, like the 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 constant lyric of her mom lays effed up on the cement comes up. So in this song though, there's not exactly like a melody. Yeah, it's more of just them like him screaming. Yeah, like the whole time. So this the bass, is where- I think it's the bass player singing, right? I don't know. I think it is. I could be wrong. But this is where the the album kind of diverts from pop melodic. punk and melodic and goes towards towards not completely into metal. Um, but I give this song three point five out of five because still the, the not music bad, the music was my favorite, but the message was awesome. The next song is Bangers Embrace. Oh, or, I love this song. Or as I say, the Bangers Embrace. Say what you need to say. John Mayer. Say what you need to say. That's not. That's not. Say what that. you need to say. This song is called "The Bangers Embrace." Say what you need to say. And essentially, this song is about them going to a metal show when they were teenagers and loving it. When they were still had. Uh, when, they when, still when they still had, had pimples. pimples. Yeah. And, and I still have zits. <laughs> um, um, we didn't just make that up. That literally is a line from the song. This melody is completely different from the entire album. Super duper melodic, and it's it's a, a wider range. Like bigger range. Bigger yeah. range? Yeah. Way bigger range. More melodic, major actually, instead of minor. And, and I'm gonna go to a limb. If there's one melody you will remember from this album, it will either be Dear Coach's Corner or Or yeah, exactly. But I think it'll be this one more. Super catchy. Definitely, yeah. This yeah. song is so catchy. Um, and I mean, it's a very simple song. The last song is called Last Rating. Will. What did you rate that oh, song? I rated that song five out of five because nice. of the very different melodic structure. Yeah. It, it almost doesn't fit, but it's really good. Yeah, it does, I mean, yeah. it fits. It fits, but, but it's, it's so different. It's very different, though. Yeah. The last song, track number 12, is called Last Will and Testament. With a title like that, it's got to mean something, right? So, well, first of all, before I get into the message, there's an awesome bass line in the beginning. Yes. Like after the slow guitar comes in, 
And then the lyrics are equally awesome. He says, I guess it's just common sense to preach what ought to be, but ensure it never is in the present tense. So this definitely has like a, a lot of like religious connotations and a lot of cultural connotations. Oh yeah. To what's going on in this entire album. Like it, this this is a crazy album. It's got a in lot going on. In terms of political like types of things. Political, social, personal, religious. Yeah, exactly. This album has a lot to say. Um but like I said on my notes, the song literally sums up the whole album and not just the song but this line that I'm about to read literally sums up the entire album. Okay? Are you ready for it? I'm ready! No, hold on. Let me do this bunch of stuff. Okay. I'm ready! <laughs> okay. So just lay back upon your deathbed and gaze individually back upon the chain of command from which we received our command. It seems like what he's saying is like, we are completely influenced by what our culture tells us to be. So, essentially what he's saying is just live your life. And it doesn't really matter what people say about you. Just live your life the way that you want to live it. So, what he's saying is, so live your life. Because hey, I'm on my pay, so live your life. Oh, hey, hey. Not at all. Uh, to rate my top three tracks, I actually have a tie. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you my first two and then a tie for third. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. So my first uh, favorite track that I recommend is The Funeral Procession. Uh, number two would be track number seven, Potemkin City Limits. Mostly because it's the it's one of the most different... Um, sounding musically okay. songs okay, from the rest of the that. album. It's more yeah. it's more punk rock, less metal. Um, and then and so third, you said this will be a tie. Correct? Yes, exactly. This, this will be a tie. Um, both songs, I believe, deserve recommendations, but I am restrained to three. I will recommend the first track, "Night Letters," and the fourth track, "Dear Coach's Corner," okay. now, which are both great songs. So. If you haven't checked out Switchfoot, the album Vice Versus, or Propagandy album Supporting Cast. And, uh, just a side note, Propagandy's Supporting Cast does have some swears, so mm. if you are offended by any language uh, at all, this is not the album for you. Their messages uh, can be very offensive in yes. general. In general, yeah. But um, good, though. I mean, worth listening to, in my opinion. I agree. Also, if you're easily offended, don't listen to Propaganda. If you're not easily offended, listen to it. If you have an open mind, listen to them. All right. Um, before we actually kind of like finish up this week, let's move on to next week. So we're actually going to do something a little different. We're going to have a theme week, which we don't do too, uh, too terribly often. We're going to do a throwback fact, week, this right? This is our first time doing it. Second. We did one other theme. Remember the EPs? Oh, you're right. You're right. I thought you. I thought you just meant throwback week. No, this yeah, is our first yeah, time yeah, doing yeah. a throwback week. So we're gonna do old albums and old beers. You are going to listen to Bob Dylan's album "Blonde on Blonde." Too much blonde, if you ask me. <laughs> and what you're gonna listen to is 
Minor Threats Complete Discography. When I say their entire discography, it's like two like half albums put together. Their That's discography's fine. not huge. That's fine. Minor Threat. I have not listened to them much. They're oh, great. I'm excited. Alright. Before we sign off, why don't we finish our beers? Yes. I've only got a sip left. Same. So let's clank our glasses and, and say, say the, the magic, magic words. Oh, delicious. <sighs> delicious, man. Before we sign off, we have to count the burp tally and see who won. Yes, we do. Why don't we count up those slashes and dashes? Let's see here. It looks like Jesse got 35. 35? Wow, pretty and good. And Steven got good. 36. Oh, my gosh. I won, which means I get the chocolate this week. You, you burper. Anyways... Once again, this has been American Brews and Tunes. I'm Steven Johnston. And I'm Jesse Titus. Signing out. Shibba-ba-dow! Oh, tune in next week. Here's a theme song. You know it's not a mean song. It's a good song. Just as it should song. American Brews and Tunes. shibba dee beep dow